0: Hey guys, Ginger here. Surprise live stream because guess what? It's the end of the world as we know it. The Republic is falling before our very eyes and I just got my boom mic down so you can actually understand me. And so here we go, right? It's been uh, it's been quite an exciting few days and I don't know exactly what's going to happen in the next A couple of weeks, months, next year, whatever. It's going to be interesting. So let's just sit and talk about this. Let's run through some thoughts. I'm going to be working through some thoughts with you guys in real time here. If you've got questions, queries, comments, drop them there. I will be seeing them. I'm monitoring. So uh, hopefully we can keep some discussion going on here. It's going to be interesting. Okay. So. As I think everybody knows, unless you are a hermit living in the middle of the desert somewhere or you're part of a secret colony on Mars, you are probably fully aware of what happened January 6th, this past Wednesday, in Washington, D.C. It was was a little spicier than I was expecting, I'm not going to lie. (laughs) and uh, Jake, I appreciate your comment. Uh, I'm going to throw it up there for people to see, especially those who watch later on. I am just going to say, I disavow anyone who is disavowing anyone right now. You know what? There's all kinds of disavowing going on left and right, Um, mostly right. Uh, The left was already disavowing everyone. (laughs) So, okay, so here's, I've had some time to think about this. And everything that went on. And so I'm going to share some of that, share some of what I think should have happened. And yeah, we're just going to work through some stuff here. So I I welcome any comments as we get going. And yes, yes, uh, Pastor G, welcome to the Twilight Zone indeed. Um, This timeline just keeps getting worse. So, okay. So January 6th, Wednesday, there was the big giant Stop the Steal rally. In D.C., I have no idea how many people were there. Apparently, it was a lot. I don't know how many. I saw some of the pictures. It was indeed a lot. It was March for Life levels. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize tons of people show up in D.C. every year for the March for Life. Uh, I've been at a few of them myself. I can personally attest to the size of the crowds and they are massive, but I digress. So, and the President had encouraged a lot of his supporters to show up in D.C. for this rally, right? There was speculation flying all over the place on on social media, just just running rampant. Everything from this was just going, and of course the theories were that this is just going to be a normal procedural vote uh, for Congress, and things will Biden will be uh, certified to be the president-elect. Uh, this rally is just going to be a bit of. Uh, grandstanding at the most on Trump's part, and that's and that's about yeah That's about all anyone, that's about all some people expected to go down. Others were like, uh, well, then you have, like, on the other extreme, you've got the Linwood contingent that is like, it's going to be revealed that Mike Pence and John Roberts are part of the secret pedophile ring that was meeting in the basement of Comet Pizza, and they're going to lead a coup, and they're either going to be led out to a firing squad, or they're going to lead Donald Trump out to a firing squad, and um, the aliens are gonna come. On. I don't know, man. They, I'm sorry, but that guy has been treat, tweeting some crazy stuff. And put it this way I actually kept my mouth shut about it for a couple of days. I was like, you know what? On the off chance that he's not a loon, let's get some time and see if it actually happens. Let's see if he actually shows some sort of evidence so showing that the crazy spouting is right. Because again, normally I would not even go there. But we live in a world in which we're getting lied to daily about COVID, about where it's getting treated like the plague when it's basically a glorified flu. We're getting, you know, we've got people like Fauci and the CDC literally admitting to lying to us or saying they were lying to us. I think they're lying to us now, actually, but that's beside the point. Um, We live in a world where Epstein did not kill himself. We live in a world in which the Democrats literally led a successful impeachment against the, well, a partially successful impeachment against the president because they didn't like his foreign policy and and, in a phone call that he made. We live in a world in which they were literally selling conspiracies about a tape where he had Russian hookers peeing on a mattress. They literally sold that for four years, as evidence that he was a a Putin puppet. So yeah, I'm I'm willing to go ahead and entertain a little crazy every now and again, okay. But if you're gonna bring the crazy, you gotta bring the evidence for the crazy, okay. That's all I'm saying about that. That's all I'm saying about the about the Linwood contingent, okay. Now, in the middle. or those who are like, well, I mean, maybe Trump has got a maybe Trump actually does have a plan. Because one thing that's for sure is amongst the things that have made me much more willing to listen to and accept a little and accept the possibility of some crazy is of course the way the whole election has gone. Cause I mean, we literally live, live in a world in which we have on video people pulling. Uh, boxes, suitcases, whatever you want to call them, I don't care, of ballots out from underneath the table after everyone else left and running them through the same machines multiple times. And then about the same time that they were done, suddenly there's a massive voter dump almost almost entirely for Biden. The timeline lines up remarkably well. And we live in a world, we've got video evidence of that. And lo and behold, the media tells us Oh, they weren't really under the table. They were next to it. I've got, we've got it on video where they're pulling it out from underneath. So screw you media. Yeah. I'm going to listen to some, a little crazy every hour again. So anyway, in the middle, we've got people who are like, you know what? Yeah. It's a weird world out there. Maybe there is a plan because there is, it's pretty clear that there were some serious voter shenanigans that went on there is there are definitely grounds for declaring this a fraudulent election for at least saying i am i am the president and i'm going to order an investigation into all of this and nothing is happening until this investigation is done and you know it could it could and Honestly, I think the fair way to go about it would be to say, there is literally nothing that's going to happen. I'm not going to issue any executive orders. Um, basically, there's not going to be, a, basically, it's going to be a government shutdown, except for this investigation. Okay. That, I would have loved for something like that. There were rumors flying around. I heard some, and not, and I didn't even hear them first on social media. I heard them from people that I know, that there were stuff that was going to go, go down, like, before Christmas and the insurrection act was going to get invoked and uh, people were going to be getting sent to prison and all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. And uh, there was some stuff, you know, percolating through the regular media that kind of lined up with it, but didn't happen. Okay. Um, Then of course there was, after that didn't pan out, I was hearing thoughts that, you know, he's going to do it on, you know, January 6th. I'm like, "Eh." I was highly skeptical. Uh, of that, I was like, "Yeah, maybe, but um, you know, we've been hearing this sort of thing for literally months now. That you know, there was the grand plan, and there was going to be some sort of act, so something was gonna, something big was going to happen, and lo and behold, nothing has. Okay, yeah, a bunch of people uh, breaking into the breaking into the Capitol building." And ransacking a bunch of congressional offices, that is a big deal. Um, this poor woman who got who got shot and and died uh, and and the and the police officer who died after getting whacked in the back of the head with a fire extinguisher. Yes, those are big deals. but it's not the big deal we were all expecting, kind of hoping for really. So, where does that leave us, right? I mean, a, a bunch of us were wanting something to happen. We're wanting Trump to step up to the plate and say, "Here," kind of do the whole "here and no further" thing, right? But it didn't. I, it just kind of shows that uh, nothing. I, I I don't think. I I don't think that. I I I think it shows, and honestly, I've said this repeatedly. For the last four years, that he's not really the fighter that a lot of people have said he was, that he's not really the guy that we wanted him to be, that we kind of, that we kind of needed. Right? He's he's not he's not quite that guy. Um, I honestly, I think looking at everything, I think he flails around and occasionally, hits the right target. It's always fun watching him slap around the media, you know, slap around the Democrats. That's fun, right? And it needs to be done. I'm glad he did it, right? And he did actually initiate some actual conservative policies that no one else would have had the guts to do. So still props for that. Okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not denying any of that, but now Jake point says that just because something doesn't follow a plan exactly doesn't mean there wasn't a plan or that it wasn't successful. Well, I would say that if Trump had a plan, it hasn't been successful. I think we can definitely say that, at least at this point. Now, maybe he, I suppose it's possible that he's still got some uh, sleeve, some mess of ace up his sleeve. You know, but literally there's there's less than two weeks now before Biden's inaugurated. Uh, and he I honestly, I, I don't think so. I don't think he's got it. I think it would have been done by now. I don't. I mean, I was, and I was willing to kind of hold out the possibility until Wednesday. And it's not because of the riot that I'm actually saying this. I I should, I should first say that. It's because I can't understand where there's a bunch of moving parts that would have to come into play. That considering the, the magnitude of what would need to be done is huge. Okay. And I gotta say, there's difficulties in getting all those pieces in place. I I, I don't deny that for a moment, and that may take a little time. I didn't even, you know, when things didn't go before Christmas, I was like, eh, you know, maybe you just decided we'll let we'll let the country have a Christmas and New Year's before we uh, set it all before we do something that is going to set it on fire. I can see that. So. But here we are. That riot happened, and you know everybody was running around condemning it, or 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 you know some people were praising it. Um, most of your blue checks, obviously the the left blue checks, all, all that. And I'm not even going to spend any time har- harping on their hypocrisy. You can listen to a million other people do that, and I, sure, yeah, they're hypocrites. Duh. In other news, the sky is still blue, water is still wet, the moon still is not made out of blue cheese, and you know we're still here. Okay, uh, it hasn't changed. Pointing that out, who are who are we trying to convince at that? Really, um, I don't know. I, I guess it's sometimes you need to preach to the choir, and sometimes it's nice to hear what you already know. But I've got I've got other things on my mind right now. And amongst those other things is, a thought is, okay, am, am I against the concept of just saying, you know what, we're done with this, we're, we're, we're done with this show, we're done with the circus. Um, the government has to go. Um, I, I am not I am not against that in principle at all. Um, to be perfectly honest, at, at, at this point in time, it is clear to me that the government is not working. The system is not working. The system is openly being used against us. So I am not opposed in principle at all to saying, nope, sorry, you're not working for us anymore. Consent of the government is hereby, consent of the government is hereby revoked and we are done with you people, and it, frankly, um, we—that's what we did in 1776. Okay, we played with—we played by the rules, we followed the system, and it went on for years. And in the end, it just became—you know what? You gotta go. And I, to, I do think that's about where we are now. So. In principle, I'm not necessarily against the whole taking over the Capitol building, to be perfectly honest. I'm not. However, what was done was not really that. What was done was, it was an emotional outburst. There was no plan. And that, frankly, that's one of my biggest issues with it. it there was no plan. It was just, we're going to do this thing, and what happens after? I don't know. I'm but they're going to know we mean business now. No, no, that's not the way this is going to play out. Unfortunately, I would love it if it played out that way, but it's not, it's not going to play out that way. This, I have been saying this ever. I've been saying this at least uh, privately since the spring since probably April, I've been saying it publicly for months now too, that this is exactly the kind of thing the left has been trying to push us to, has been trying to push us to ever since all of the COVID lockdown started. There was 15 days that slowed the spread, and the first extension past that, guess what? That, that was the first step in trying to push us into something like this. They tried the COVID lockdowns for a while. didn't seem like that was working. So all of a sudden, the riots started, right? Then they sub- subsided. We got more COVID stuff and COVID riots, COVID riots, COVID riots ever since the spring. They have been trying to push some sort of violent response from the right. And there were a couple of hints here and there that maybe that was going to happen. And then you know, and, and the, you know, there have been, there was, of course, the storming of the state Capitol in Lansing, which was not a storming. The cops literally just let them in and everyone submitted to the temperature screenings as well. That wasn't a storming, but it was portrayed that way in the media, even including some people like Ben Shapiro portrayed it that way. Well, no, he actually, he didn't, he didn't portray it because he actually pointed out the temperature screenings and everything. I, I got to be fair, but he was all very upset about it. He was very upset about the optics. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They were there with guns, and I'm sure the legislators were a little nervous. And I, frankly, I don't blame them. I also don't blame the people who showed up there with the guns. Not, I probably, I don't think I would have, but I don't blame them for doing it because I don't. I'm not really upset if the government is reminded that the peasants have pitchforks. Then there was, of course, the uh, apparent. A kidnapping attempt on Gov- Governor Whitmer that was uh, shut down quickly. And that dis- I noticed that disappeared from the media fairly quickly as well, probably when it was brought out that, yeah, these guys aren't really hardcore right-wingers at all. They're more like, like fringe anarchists than anything else. But now we've got, and then of course there was the Nashville bombing, which that's a bit of a mystery that's got swept under the rug about as quickly as the Las Vegas shooting. There's a lot of oddities going on out there, but in any case, they finally did it. They've finally managed to push the right into some sort of somewhat violent emotional outburst. and I'm not going to oversell the violence of what happened at the Capitol because oh, it was mostly peaceful, right? Um. And it mostly was. Uh, There's a video, gosh, I've got to go back and watch it on, on Twitter, that was, post- that was uh, retweeted by uh, El Jaji uh, Lamplighter. Um, she's a Catholic like uh, fantasy author. Um, and in any case, that in and of itself is an interesting thing mostly because I was uh, watching some videos today that at least they l- look like they're showing that some of the people who are breaking windows and everything to get in were the the crowd was screaming that they were antifa and they were trying to stop them maybe maybe not I don't know I mean it's easy to this doctor things these days i I don't know but possibly especially since people did start saying that almost right away That said, obviously, some, you know, some people that were inside, I'm sure were also doing some of the ransacking, were, in fact, Trump supporters. So, I mean, we can't blame it all on Antifa, right? You could maybe say they instigated some of it, maybe, but I'm going to need to see some hardcore proof. Uh, There's also the fact that, uh, at least in some places, cops actually just let the protesters in, which would be in keeping with their standards for uh, all of the BLM and Antifa riots throughout the summer, including the uh, Brett Kavanaugh, the protest, I guess, the uh, Brett Kavanaugh uh, confirmation hearings, which made their way into the Capitol, <laughs> into the front door of the of the Supreme Court, uh, less not let, let's not pretend that people haven't been uh, protesting and burning things uh, all summer long. And this isn't just a harp on the hypocrisy. It's like, let's just keep it. This is more pointing out context. Okay. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, this is, it. this is true at least in part because we also that it was a tame riot people stayed in the velvet ropes. Somewhat. Um, I also have videos where people were, I don't know, if I, it scuffling, I would say, with police. Fighting seems a bit too much for what I saw in the video. But And I know where that is in the Capitol. I was actually literally just there last year <laughs> about this time. Um, so, yeah, there was definitely some scuffling going on. Uh, obviously, there's the pictures of people in congressional offices and everything, um, who they were, what they were doing. I don't know. I'm not going to get into too much speculation. I would, again, as usual, I want some evidence one way or the other. Um, We do know, apparently, that that Pelosi's uh, laptop was stolen. So I would say watch her and what she does over the next couple of weeks. That'll be a strong indicator of exactly who has that laptop. Because if she suddenly starts doing, if she suddenly starts going straight up with AOC's agenda, you know, you know, far left, far progressive agenda, like with no hint of uh, hint of pushback and hey, slow your roll. Fair bet the left has got her laptop. If she starts stone, uh, you know, trying to stonewall and slow down through procedures, the right's got it. We'll find out. Uh, It's going to be. Super interesting. <laughs> over the over the next few weeks, uh, I don't I don't like it. Um, I don't. Anyway, we'll get into what I don't like here uh, just a little bit. So, in any case, uh, short uh, to recap my thoughts on the on the on the riot, the protest. Um, in principle, I've got no issue, no particular issue with it. However. It was, there was no plan. There was nothing, what do we do after this? There was no thought given to that whatsoever. It was a violent, emotion. it was an emotional outburst, and it's something that the left is going to be using against us. Like I said, I've been saying they've been pushing us to this for, ever since the spring, and they finally got what they wanted. All right, so that gets right into what, what is it that I don't like about what's going to come next? Well, just about everything because uh, this is the excuse they've been waiting. This is the excuse that they're going to use to do a massive crackdown on what? Everything? I mean, they've already got, they've already got international travel restricted with using COVID as the excuse, right? They've tried, they've toyed with restricting interstate travel. They haven't For the most part, there hasn't been a lot of seriousness about enforcing it yet. I would look for them to get more serious about that. Um, Depending on where you live, who your governor is, there have been severe restrictions on religious liberty and on the freedom to assemble for just about anything else, unless it's a BLM or Antifa riot. Expect that to continue. Expect that to ramp up. Because if there's one thing we know that the left loves to do, and by the left, I mean I, I, I mean I mean your neighbor with the we with the we believe in science sign. I mean your I mean the media, I mean the Democrats, I mean Hollywood, basically all of it. <laughs> uh, that's what I mean by the left. I mean that big, huge, vast um Group of people, uh, corporate America, can't forget that. I mean, all of it. That's what I mean by the left. The left will ramp this up. They will ramp up all of these restrictions because, again, as I was uh, saying before I went on my brief little tangent, they are, they love to associate every everything that somebody does bad on the right, they love to paint. That person, whoever does it, has a religious right wing nut job whether it's applicable or not and then they proceed to tar every single person on the right with exactly that label especially if you're religious as uh, i am as uh, many of the people over there in the chat are very religious albeit of different uh, of different religions still they love it and especially since we're all some permutation of of christian guess what that's we're the ones they really hate so they're, uh, they're going to ramp it all up. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. This is hard. Again, this is kind of like saying the sky is blue and water is wet. Uh, there's, there's no surprise there. But it's, And it, they've been doing it for months. Now their foot is going to go right on the accelerator, and it's going to hit the floor as soon as Biden's inaugurated. And again, unless something just like crazy happens that, frankly, I don't foresee at this point. That he's gonna get inaugurated. They managed to steal both the elect but both the Senate seats in Georgia. Uh, shocker, right? You don't change you don't change the corrupt system that they used to steal to help steal the presidency. And lo and behold, using the same playbook, hey, we're gonna stop counting. And then poof, an hour later, there's a massive voter dump for both Democrat candidates that looks almost exactly the same. And it's a straight up curve? Boy, we could use to flatten that curve, huh? And then, lo and behold, hello, they're, they're rejected renters, and boy, golly, that was a close race, wasn't it? <laughs> Give me a break. Are you kidding me right now? Why do you think those people in D.C. were pissed off? We're not idiots. We can see what's literally happening in front, happening in front of our eyes, and frankly, and although this is an overused term, and I'm kind of sick of it, that absolute transparent gaslighting on the part of the media is not going to convince me that this election was not at the very least thoroughly rife with with irregularities. It was almost certainly stolen. I'm not going to go off on the whole, was it really a landslide thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to go and say Trump really won New York and California and all of that. No, I'm going to say I'm pretty sure he won. I will go that far. So, they're going to ramp it all up, and they're already ramping it up. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, you know, if for some reason again you're still in, you're still in that hermitage in the in the middle of the desert somewhere, um, and you're still catching up. Uh, Trump is not just not, not just uh, certain things. Certain things restricted, not just a temporary suspension. He is permanently kicked off of Twitter. Incidentally, he's still president. Uh, he's permanently kicked off of Twitter, and I think pretty much every mainstream social media platform, including Sh- Shopify. Not just, which I'm not entirely sure what Shopify is, but it has to do with you know internet commerce. Internet commerce. Every Trump-affiliated company is banned from Shopify. Yeah, yeah, they're literally. Uh, they're, they're literally cutting him off from commerce. So that's fun. Um, okay, so they're just doing it to him. Yeah, right. Remember when they were just banning Alex Jones from all of their platforms? Which I'm no huge Alex Jones fan, but remember that? Remember when it was just like, yeah, you know, you, you're just, you know, maybe going after the, the, the crazy extreme ones. Everyone else should be fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. They started restricting shadow banning just about everybody else in the weeks and months thereafter. Now, they're literally taking Steve Dace who is posting his uh Parlor account. He's put that he's got a Parlor account. Now, he posted that on Facebook. That post, that post pointing people to his Parlor account was fact-checked and restricted. Gets worse. Apparently, over the last couple of days, uh, if you are on Twitter, as I think most of the people out there are, um, they are literal. They are apparently going through and banning people on people on the right just like crazy, just in droves. People are losing followers. Now, it might be that some of them aren't getting banned per se they might just be abandoning ship and heading over to parlor or mewe or wherever uh, I don't know but there's a lot of them and it's all happening at once I'm almost it's fair to say they're getting just banned they're just getting kicked out they are they' they're, they're using they're using these private companies are censoring us and I'm not okay with it at all. I'm I'm not I am not the I, I am not a libertarian purist who is gonna sit here and say, well, you know, it's okay if a private company censors me and takes away all of my natural rights. Because they're a private company, they can do what they want. I can always go use another one. No, you can't. They don't want you to. They're not gonna let you just go to another platform. I don't know if see. Again, the warning signs were there. The warning signs were there months ago when they started, they started going after Sargon of a, of Akkad and Lawrence Southern. So Patreon started going after people because of things that they said on other platforms. We don't like your speech over there, so you can't have any speech over here. And it wasn't just that. They started talking to the the payment processors to MasterCard and such and got them to work with other companies to ban, ban these people. Like basically if you have Sargon on, you can't use MasterCard. Yeah. So they're using the power to collude against you from even going to another platform. Ah, but it gets worse. Apparently Apple and Google now are demanding that Parler instant, to the same sort of censorship laws, censorship policies, I should say, on Parler that like Twitter has. Otherwise, Apple and Google are going to kick them out of their app stores. Just go and start your own platform, they said, did they? Really? What happens when they will crush your platform? They won't give you the opportunity to do so. Oh, well, just go start your own app store and your own phone company, and your own credit card company, all at the same time. See, the thing is, the way this is working, they're not just going after, they're not, they're not just going after you or me, they're going after our whole ability to communicate. I heard even Discord servers are getting taken down. Yeah, Discord, which was supposed to be one of the more secure ones, right? Uh Uh-huh. Sure. They're watching it all. To one degree or another. And if they're not in, they're trying to figure out how to. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. They're uh they're literally trying to take our ability to communicate to network, to organize. To organize the way they have. This is more nefarious, frankly, than anything that I would have entertained. Even, even three, four months ago, I don't know if I would have entertained it going to, at least not this quickly. But it, like I said, the foot's on the gas right now. I don't know how to get them to take it off it. I know there's a lot of people saying, you know, we'll get them next time. 2022 isn't so far away. Um We'll, we'll, we'll get them to, you know, work through the system, essentially, Um. you know, get, get, we should run for office. We should get, we, we should elect ourselves to, the, We well, get ourselves elected uh, to this to the school boards and the city councils and everything and work it up from there. And I agree, we should do that. We should definitely be doing that. I, I don't disagree with that at all, but, and at the local level, honestly, we'll probably have some success. Uh, at least at first, at least for a while. But I also have little confidence that we're going to be afforded the opportunity to do it on the national or, frankly, even the state level, because as their control tightens, it will get harder and harder and harder to run. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the left can pretty much just say whatever it wants. It can literally just, it can make any accusation it wants, and it will get backed up by the media. The right can respond with all kinds of evidence showing that they're wrong. Or or the right can point out something that is obviously true. Can bring an accusation against somebody on the left. It's obviously true. They've got evidence to back it up. I'm talking, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at you, Hunter Biden, and your laptop. Literally right there. And he gets ignored. Swept under the rug. Oh, Russia's banned now too? Awesome. Thank you, a different Christian. Fantabulous. So that's going on. I'm crying out loud. Russia's literally on his last leg. He's literally dying of cancer. Jeez. Let the guy finish it off in peace, crying out loud. yeah so now it's i i i don't know that we're going to be afforded the opportunity to take it back through the system i want to that's vastly my preference because uh, the alternatives suck even that one kind of sucks because it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a lot more than the 2 years till of 2022 to be able to take back Congress, okay? <laughs> I don't think we're I, I don't think we're going to be able to crush our system between now and then unless of course somebody stumbles across the true absolute smoking gun like here's the code for the Dominion voting machines that shows that they that that shows that they were hacked, rigged, wh- however you want to put it. Now, somebody can say here's the line of code And here's the email saying to pull the trigger. Unless we find that, I don't think we've got much hope for two years from now. I I really don't. Um, You know, some people are hoping that in the meantime, uh, people like Joe Manchin or Tulsi Gabbard, the one or two other moderate Democrats out there, will be a check on the craziest stuff. They might. But so what? They're a check on the absolute crazy stuff. Maybe they, maybe they stop packing the Supreme Court. Maybe they stop uh, a couple of states from getting made. Maybe. But all the other things that they're going to do, they're already removing gender, any sort of gendered language uh, from the House. They're, you know, you can bet hate speech laws are going to be a coming. You can bet there's going to be some really wacky gun control legislation that gets pushed. Uh, And probably goes through. It is going to get downright ugly out there. Um, Honestly, expect crackdowns on just about anything. Expect crackdowns on homeschooling. uh, Especially if you live in a Democrat state. So, I guess that brings us, what should we do? I've been here ranting for a while about... Um, what's happened, what is likely to be happening in, in the next, honestly, I think, few months. I f- think, and uh, yes, and Greg, I agree uh, that we should not just be getting involved in government, but trying to change the culture, and it is going to be hard. It's going to take time, and we need to be doing that. Um, absolutely. Because Let's go way back, right? Let's go back to the early Christians. They did not convert the Roman Empire with a violent revolution. They converted it basically by suffering for a few hundred years, um, but through prayer, fasting, through sacrifice. It eventually, eventually, they won. And the Roman Empire is no more, and Christians have you know, spread over the whole world. Rome is a memory. Christianity is alive and well, contrary to popular belief. So, they definitely show us that it's possible, but also means it takes time. And let's be honest, it's not going to be real comfortable. It's going to kind of suck. <laughs> um, that does, but that also doesn't mean that we need to. Uh, sit and take it either, because I think an important difference between the early Christians and us now is the trajectory. See, they were starting off in a place where they had zero power. They had zero ability to really um, fight back against the Roman persecutions. Also, it was a lot easier to hide from them unless you were near a a significant population center uh, where there was likely to be enforcement of like Diocletian's Diocletian's and Nero's decrees and everything, you were probably going to be alright. Because as uh, well-connected as different parts of the Roman Empire were with each other, they were still, it was still, you know, a couple thousand years ago. Uh, they didn't have the ability to communicate that we have today. it You could hide. And you could often hide in plain sight. So, And also, we're in a place where we're losing our country. We're losing our way of life. That's a little, to my mind, that is different. That means that it's the same situation that the founders were in, right? Because it, part of the reason they fought that revolution wasn't to establish a new way of life. It was to preserve one that they had already been used to for a couple of generations, one that had developed here in the original 13 colonies, independent of England. Yes, still under still under Great Britain, obviously. But their way of life wasn't the way of life of Great Britain anymore. Hadn't been for a while. It was something different. And it was something that all of a sudden they were finding it being encro- they were finding that way of life being encroached upon. And they were like, no, we're not having that. This is the way we live here that's kind of the situation that we're that's the situation that we're in now there's a certain way of life that frankly we're used to and by and large it's a good way of life it really is and that's being taken away from us now and I do think we have the right to fight back so what do we do right obviously it got Obviously, um, try to take back our governments. Also, something I would personally recommend is if you had the ability, start looking into moving to if not a deep red state to a place in your own state where you are surrounded by people of like mind, preferably far and out of the way, some place where it doesn't really matter, what the politicians at the state capitol do, because no one near you is enforcing it anyway. Set up these enclaves, these sanctuaries, if you will, and start coming together, working with people, and frankly, be ready to defend it, physically, morally, spiritually, because we're going to be challenged on all those levels. We absolutely will be challenged on every single level you can possibly imagine, barring some sort of divine intervention. So do that. Work with your friends. Work with your neighbors. Get to know them. If you already know them and you already know they're kind of on the other side, that's when you should probably be looking at relocating. If you're not already in one of those sanctuary areas, see if you can find one. I know I'm gonna be I, I'm I'm gonna be looking hard um, I, I can't do it right now it's gonna be a while yet before I'm able to relocate but it's when I am able yeah I'm looking at relocating it might be to another state it might be a different a different area in my state I don't know yet don't worry it's gonna be a while yet so um, you know those who need to know I will in I, I will inform through other means, but it will not be public. I can assure you of that. Uh, you know, and because when, when they do start coming, and it's going to be a little bit yet before they start coming directly for people like you and me, you know, um, but we need to use the time in the meantime to get ready for when they do. Because if it's just you, if it's just me that they're coming for, let's face it, we're, we're gonna lose. <laughs> we're gonna lose. We're gonna we're going to lose bigly. Maybe make them work for it. But let's face it, if it's just you and you and me just on our own, we're we're gonna get ruby ridged, <laughs> big time. There's there's no there, there's no getting around that. I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. So do that. Obviously, I've said this many times before. Pray, 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 pray. Because we ain't getting through this on our own. Divine intervention is a thing. But often it's a small thing. Often it happens in little bits here and there. Often in response to our prayer. God's waiting for us to come to Him. Start doing that. pray as they say as though everything depends on him but work like everything depends on you because God works through people you me your neighbor so we need to be working too and there's lots of different kinds of work to do it um this isn't a call that everybody needs to go out and buy a buy a rifle if they don't already have one no because we need the prayer warriors we need the we need the people who will create, who will keep alive the culture of the past. We need people that will create new culture. We need people that will defend them when the bad guys come. You know, it's, I'm always reminded of a, I'm frequently on my mind these days, is, uh, is, is a quote from Lord of the Rings. And it's Faramir speaking. He loves not the sword for its sharpness, the arrow for its swiftness. He loves he loves them for that which they defend. He loves them for the gardens, for the art, for the literature, for the camaraderie, the friendship, the faith. He loves he loves those things because what they defend is worth defending. That's why keep first things first in your mind and doing that, keeping God first in your mind, keeping what you're defending, what you're fighting for first in your mind is what will keep you from becoming the left. That will keep you from becoming the monster that you hate. This. This is the way. (laughs) <laughs> um sorry i could i could i thought of it i couldn't help myself i'm sorry uh we got to have a little levity every now and then too right so i guess like i said and still it, we gotta go we've gotta if this country's going down we're going down swinging all right one way or the other all right. This is not this is not a country made for people who are interested in going gently into that good night. This is a this is a country of this this is a country of innovators. It's a country of fighters. It's a country of independent people who are also willing to come together for the greater good when need be. Now, it we are at that time now. We it need be. We need to come together for the greater good. That doesn't mean ignoring all of our various differences and everything, but it does mean keeping them in perspective. All right? Um, We can't be at each other's throats about certain things. We have to come together and remember who our real enemy is, who the real enemy is. And it's the real enemy is not your neighbor. It's not even the media. It's not even the left as a whole. The real enemy, frankly, is the devil, and he is playing us like a freaking fiddle right now. The devil done come down to Georgia, and the devil done won this time around. One round. Now, if you guys know the song, it's time for us to be Johnny, take up our own fiddle, and fight back. Maybe better yet, pick up a fiddle, put it in God's hands. He'll play us the way, let him play us for a change, right? Wouldn't that be nice? That's a tune I'd rather dance to. So, what else? I think that's about it, really. this disconnect yourself from the system as much as you can because the system is already being used against us that doesn't mean i'm saying you have to completely divest yourself of everything i think these means of communication staying informed of what's going on are still important right now while we have access to them but by disconnecting from the system i mean develop the ability to live independently of the system if you have the opportunity Learn how to, learn at least some of homesteading. Learn how to grow some of your own food. Learn how to raise some of your own animals. Learn how to have a, learn how to have a job that isn't necessarily dependent on someone else. Especially a job that maybe is for a major corporation that will come up with some really strange requirements for you to continue to work there. Uh, You know. Things like thou shalt take the COVID vaccine if you want to continue your employment. I I think that's coming sooner or later. You know, if you can be independently employed, well, you probably aren't going to get rich, but you might make enough to get by and you won't be dependent on the system again if you have do this as much as you possibly can make yourself more able to live frankly in the middle of nowhere uh, make yourself uh as Matt christensen put it uh make yourself harder to kill and find other people who are interested in doing the same because we got to be able to help each other right now We got to encourage each other because it's, i ain't going to sugarcoat it. I don't hope you don't think I have been. It's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough few few years at the very least. I'm not going to like any of it, but we're not victims. We're not going to sit here and pretend we're victims. We're not going to sit here and pretend that we can't do anything. We're not going to sit here and wait anymore for a Trump or any other politician to come along and save us. It's not going to happen, okay? These people are not, they they, they are not, they're not going to be here to save us. We want to do this. We rely on God, and then we rely on each other. That's how. That's why, like, uh, the Steve Day Show, they have a show theme every year. Last year's was Assume you're being lied to. <laughs> Boy, were they ever right about that one. Um, this year's is We Are the Answer. You know, we used to, I remember, the right used to mock Obama about some odd things, really, if you think about it. Mocked him for being a community organizer. Mocked him for saying, you know, be the change you want to see, see in the world, barring a quote from Gandhi. Um, you know, went after him because he had a, you uh, because apparently he did some hard drugs back in the day. Well, you know what? There's a lot of reasons to go after Obama. I'm no fan of his, but those are kind of the wrong things to go after him on, don't you think? Think about it. Working within our communities to help them prove it, not to say that that's exactly what Obama was doing, but they never really specified that. They just kept, you know, saying, Hey, he was a community organizer and snickering. That's the kind of, you know, at least what comes to mind when I think of community organizer, someone who works within the community and helps to improve it. That that's a thing that the right should encourage. Um you know, doing some hard drugs. Got over that, presumably. Um that's and, and when to become president. That's actually a pretty good story. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, be the change change, yeah. It's saying don't wait on other people to take care of things for you. Get up and do it your own dang self. That's a good message. That's a fundamentally conservative message. It's probably why one of the things that uh, made Obama appeal so wild, widely to so many people is because he knew how to, you uh, know what, he knew how to play things very well and appeal across a great num across a broad swath. And we've got to take some of that on ourselves. Yes. Be the, be the change you want to see in the world, because guess what? Nobody's coming to do it for you. Nobody's coming to do it for us, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> oh, this is actually one of my favorite conspiracy theories. <laughs> that about that Michelle's actually a man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. <laughs> Thanks for lightening it up a little. <laughs> um. Anyway. Get out there. Work. Work together, work on yourself, work on each other. We can do this. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. It's likely it likely is going to no matter what happens, it's likely going to take years. No matter no matter how this goes. Um incidentally, what I see going on Um, because either way, a lot of people are going to be moving to the red states. We are going to start to separate, not just ideologically. We're going to start to separate geographically now. It's already underway. Um, you know, blue states have lost hundreds of thousands of people in their population. uh, while red states have gone up hundreds of thousands. Uh, so that's going to accelerate now. Uh, and that is perhaps the vehicle by which we eventually do have a, like, a more, th- th- that's the one way we could wind up having a more traditional civil war. Where the two sides are separated ideologically and eventually one decides, okay, you know, we're, either it goes one side decides uh, we can't handle you living anymore so we're going to come after you and we you will, you will be made to conform or one side says you know what we don't want to live with you anymore so we're going to go ahead and do our own thing over here and then the other side probably will say uh yeah no we don't think so we did this once before and um yeah we're going to go ahead and and yep civil war 2.0 here we go uh that's that's one way we could wind up with a you know, an actual an actual Civil War 2.0 as opposed to uh, like a factionalized mess. The kind of things that you see um, like over in Africa, which, which is the more likely thing to happen recently. And it's interesting. I'm um, going to toot my own horn for just a second. Back when I was in the Navy, that's when I really started to actually do some serious reading um serious reading uh you know politics uh philosophy theology started to really look into things a lot more than i ever had before before i always read but my it was always either scientific or it was uh you know some sort of novel so and i real i started to see doing all my readings like wow yeah there are some serious fissures in american culture i was like yeah we're 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 going to have another civil war. Definitely. Uh, I think it's going to be a while yet. I don't know what the catalyst is going to be. And it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, my guess would be a hmm, hundred years or so. And I was like, I but I don't know if the catalyst is going to be class, race, religion. I, I don't know. Could be any of them. So I'm not entirely sure what that catalyst is. Exactly. Um, you could probably argue that it's, you could make an argument for anything. I'd argue, re- uh, religion is the real one. But you know, that was twenty years ago now. Like literally, uh, <laughs> literally uh, within a few months of twenty years ago is when I got out of the. Was when I got out of the Navy. I clearly was off on my timetable. <laughs> I was not expecting it anywhere near this quickly. Here we are a fifth of the way to what I was thinking. And now it can literally explode. I mean, potentially any day. Uh my guess it won't be it won't explode till after Biden is is inaugurated. And the hundred days the hundred days uh mandatory mask mandate goes into effect. Mandatory mandate. Sorry, redundant. Um, It's repetitively, repetitively redundant. You know, that goes into place and whatever other crazy restrictions and everything that he starts doing start to hit. That's more likely when we're going to have something that'll that'll trigger the radical factionalization, which then will absolutely trigger a martial law type situation. And. Then we find out with, then we find out how the military is going to break down, and boy, won't that be a good time? So, I think I'm about said everything original that I can possibly say. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to actually be doing my regular live stream. I'm gonna, I'll be having a guest, um, the, the hairy, I think it's the hairy chested libertarian on, uh, over on Twitter. We're going to be talking about. Well, some libertarian stuff. I'm sure the events of the last few days will come up. Um, anyway, he's a bit of a friend of mine. We met a couple summers ago down in Nashville. Um, so we're gonna I'll be on with him at about a regular time, 9 p.m. Then I'm going to be off for a week because I'm gonna be backpacking in the woods, uh, taking some of my own advice. And after and after that, I'll be having Brian Niemeyer on, and we're going to have a little chat about just how crazy is or is not Pope Francis. Let's, so that's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, Brian is making the case that um, we're actually getting gaslit by the media on what on who Pope Francis actually is, which he makes he makes a good case, and I'm going to be really interested to hear more about it. So that should be a fascinating conversation. So. And in any case, thank you everybody who tuned in. Everyone who does later on, feel free to go ahead and comment whatever what your thoughts about all of this. I want to know. Um, you can DM me on Twitter at Gingerman Editor. And excuse me, I've got to cough a moment. That's what happens when I'm just talking by myself for an, an hour. Um, yeah, DM me at Gingerman Editor if you get your own thoughts about this. And what do you think is going to happen, right? How do you think it's going to go down? And, of course, if you've got, you know, any information on this, don't hesitate to share. Uh, in the meantime, stay good. Stay, uh, well, I'm not going to say stay safe because I hate that phrase. Um, pray, prepare, in that order. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, keep